Hey guys, welcome back to the Hot Heel Girl podcast. Today we are interviewing Jennifer Schwartz and she is the founder of the Think Fit Be Fit podcast network. She's a master level muscle activation techniques, RX full body specialist, strength and conditioning coach, serving active people and athletes. And she's also a dog mom, fellow dog mom here. So (laughs) love that. So welcome to the show, Jennifer. Thank you for having me. And yeah, that was one of the things that drew me to the podcast was like <laughs> your channel. And like, I was like, I like the way she dog moms. <laughs> I, yeah. My, sometimes I feel like my Instagram is 80% my dogs. <laughs> That's what we want. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to upload like informational stuff to Instagram stories the other day, and it was just crashing on every single one. And then I just posted a picture of my dog and it's like, cool. I'm like, okay, obviously that's, it's just that's what the people want for the it's dog telling content. you what the people want, <laughs> I guess. Yes. But yeah. So, um, like I was saying before we hit record, neither of us really get what you do, but we're here to learn just like all of our guests. We were very intrigued by your podcast pitch because it sounds mm-hmm. really unique and really interesting. So you're just going to have to start from the bottom up and just, Give us a full rundown of what you do. Okay. So a lot of my clients think of me as this electrician of the Mm -hmm. muscle system. And I can essentially work with people that have chronic issues, uh, things that have been lagging and bothering them for a long time. And then we have um, athletes who want to like galvanize their body against stress, against further injury or re-injury. So I take a really big picture of the mechanics of their muscular system. And for example, um, we, if somebody has like right hip pain, I don't address the stress at the right hip. I look at what could be causing that movement wise. And then sometimes we'll get more into the uh, multifactorial problems like, you know, toxic load, uh, stress, sleeping, breathing. Um, And then, you know, we start putting that whole picture together as far as how their muscular system tolerates life. When we have muscle tightness, that is a signal from our body that something either is not recovered or something is in a a nervous system state of high alert. When we have tightness that pops up all over the body, we have a system that's like the ADT systems from like the early 90s where you'd open a window and everything starts up. being at high alert and the alarm starts going off. Mm -hmm. So I deal with like nervous system fatigue um, and how that relates to muscle performance, muscle tightness, um, strength, endurance, oxygen uptake in the body, the metabolic, like how the body uses the muscles. So it's a really interesting way to look at injury basically. And so muscle activation techniques is the the certification that Mm -hmm. I've been dedicated to since I was a 24 year old retired soccer player. Mm. And it was like, you know, just like so many of us, it was like, this is the thing that helped me. I asked physical therapists, I'm like, why doesn't my knee straighten? You Mm -hmm. like, this is a problem. And they're like, well, you just stretch it. I'm like, that that's not working. (laughs) So the MAT muscle activation techniques was the first thing that I found that was like, I have a solution. And I was like, I like this solution. I felt better within like two hours of, of a treatment. So I just kind of at 24, 25 years old, I just like stuck with that. And I've been, um, you know, on a, on a journey of, um, healing through the muscular system ever since. And it's, you know, I'm just so grateful because it's, I've built this like a, a fulfilling, fun uh, business that just like honors, you know, who I am and like how I can help people. So, 
you know, we embrace how weird we are. We embrace how different <laughs> it is. And um, there's not a lot of people who have been exposed to muscle activation techniques. Um, we also have some interesting fitness tools here. Um, you might be able to see in the back here, we have a pulley system that has like, looks 20... like a Smith machine to me. So that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there we go. Yeah. Hi ladies. Um, <laughs> and that has 20 pulleys on it that eat, that are one pound each. Mm. And so we do these little micro movements to activate the muscle and like teach our clients how to like activate their muscles basically. Because when I'm doing muscle activation techniques, I'm kind of doing it for them, like the electrical engineer. Mm -hmm. Like I go in, I know where the circuit board is. I know, and it's just an analogy. I don't open name anybody else. <laughs> um, and, um, and then um, I use a special like electrical stimulation device. Um, I use muscle testing. I use my manual therapy technique to, you know, open up these circuits and like create more strength with the movement patterns. Mm -hmm. So again, like back to that right hip person <laughs> that I never finished. Mm -hmm. Um, they like, if a person has something going on in their right hip, I look at their feet. I look at their shoulder, their trunk rotation, what's putting stress onto that joint. What can't they do? And physical therapists will be like, I'm just going to work at that hip range to open up that hip range. And, you know, it has a time and place, but it, from what we under see, um, it's very limited. So mm -hmm. we work outside of that conventional paradigm a hundred percent of the time. We're asking questions that are way outside that, um, scope. So I want you to take us through your assessment process a little bit, like when you get a client, right? So I have some upper glute tension. I do with my right glute. Where like I was you're just about to say the same thing. What you, <laughs> the same spot. <laughs> look at us. Look at us. There's when you're talking about right hip, on. I'm like the hip, like right above my right glute. Yeah. And so you said you use muscle testing in a bunch of different things. So take us through what like your initial assessment looks like, how you're muscle testing people, like obviously generally, right? You can't go through exactly what it is because it's very in person, but I want everyone to get like a bit of a more specific feel for what you're doing. Okay. So the first step is we try to collect data points on the movement of the whole body. Okay. So, um, they are, our intake process, um, questionnaire wise, we are trying to look at the whole nervous system, mm -hmm. um, because, you know, the muscle tightness is sometimes a signal of, of, of poor habits basically Absolutely. and poor environment. So we want to knock those out right away. I have those conversations pretty early on and I'm like, okay, this is, could be environmental. It could be, you know, so we definitely look at things that way. And then the, the next step is, um, looking at the, the, all the motion. So we try to segment how the pelvis moves versus the trunk. And can this person actually have control over moving the pelvis with a right hip high tightness, probably not. That hip, that pelvis probably rotated to one side and then the whole body makes adjustments around it. Mm -hmm. The only thing that doesn't is usually the eyes because we're, you know, hunter-gatherer types up on two feet. So we got to keep our eyes on the horizon. So usually everything twists around that. So I kind of... I. I take a hard look at how do we untwist this and get it back to more of a like neutral position. So our first goal is pelvis neutral. And we look at three planes of the pelvis rotation, frontal plane, which is left to right, and then mm -hmm. front to back, which is uh, we most people know it as a scoop or a tilt. And the tilt and the scoop become kind of our first goal is like, can we get them to scoop nice and evenly without using their knees, without using mm -hmm. their shoulders, without grinding their teeth? Can we get clean motion out of that pelvis? Can we get them to separate the trunk and the hip from that motion? Usually with that upper right hip pain, uh, glute pain, we're going to see every time they move one of their knees, you're going to see the pelvis tilt. 
So we would probably start from the bottom down, looking at knee motion and heel motion, then hip motion, and see if we can make that nice and even. So does the right knee and the left knee bend the same amount? Does it straighten the same amount? And no one person has, we just respect it as like, maybe they don't have the same as me. And um, we're very, we tell people we're very open-minded to like, everybody has a structural difference, right? So you have knee, um, so you might, and then we might look at the hips. Does this hip internally rotate the same as their right hip? Usually, no. Everybody has some kind of um, hip rotation asymmetry. And then we look at that as how do we get pelvis neutral? How do we get the pelvis to be in a more neutral state? And how many joints have also followed along in this? Uh, I call it the I, my analogy is the it's like a mafia. So they got you got the capo, you and then you've got all these dudes running around committing crimes <laughs> for the capo. So like usually the site of pain is not the capo. Yeah, trickle down effect. <laughs> Yeah, like we're we're looking for who's committing the crimes, who's 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 bribing, you know, who's you know, who's in charge, like who's in charge of, you know, creating all this chaos. Mm -hmm. And um, then and then we just start to peel back the layers. So in one session, we'll get pelvis neutral. Uh, So here at the studio, I have two different types of muscle testing. We can look at neuromuscular strength and fatigue. And then we can look at strength overall, which is technically called rate of force development. So one type of muscle testing, the neuromuscular is useful because that tells us like essentially when the muscle would fatigue and then start calling in other muscles to to do work. And muscle work overall is like an orchestra. It's like the flutes, clarinets, the strings, they all have a little bit of volume and, you know, it'll, you know, accentuate at different times. Um, And so muscles are, you know, they kind of, they do that and they do, you know, work on hertz as well. So it's a pretty good analogy, I'd say. Um, So we look for when that muscle would lose its ability to stay in the game. So, and then the strength test that we do is more like like data. Um, So we have like special equipment. It's actually very small. It's a handheld. It looks like a stapler actually. And I put it on somebody's leg and I tell them to contract and I'm like, push, tell me, show me how much you got. And it's like five seconds of contracting. A lot of people cramp. It's uh, it's it's always an experiment to see like it it gives them it gives me an insight into like how much they're going to try, which is an interesting kind Mm -hmm. of thing to get from your client. When you first meet them, you're like, you know, are you going to do what I ask you to do? And it's going to be uncomfortable. So, you know, try it. Mm -hmm. And so then we have really that gives us a a story to tell data with. Um, It's like in, in functional testing, it would be like would be like a GI test. Like it's, it's, it's huge. Could really help. Um, and then a lot of times when people have that rotated pelvis, you'll see hamstrings stronger on one side, uh, quads (laughs) stronger on the other side, and it goes up and down the chain. So, um, if somebody is having, um, somebody came in for an assessment the other day with foot pain, and so I was, I wanted to test her hip flexors to see if the foot pain was, you know, if this was up the chain, down the chain, if it was all over and we didn't see much of a difference, but we did see a difference on the back part of her body with the glutes and the hip extension. So mm-hmm. it's really fun. Um, every client is an experiment N of one and we get to ask questions and they get to be like, um, you know, test me, tell me what, tell me the story, like what's going on here. And we, we work with them to unravel it and give their body more opportunity to m- move with ease. Um, so after a session with us, people just feel more relaxed in their body. 
very similar to when I first had my first parasite ex expulsion, I'd say. I was like, whoa, there's so much movement in here. Like, like I don't know how to, I, I tell myself core story to everyone who will listen, which is so funny and I love it. Um, because it plagued me forever. Um, and <laughs> like, so, um, I will, I will never forget that sensation I had and it just felt like there was just more room and just, and yeah. So I think our clients kind of experience the same thing where their shoulders stack on top of their hips and they're like, am I straight? Is this right? And we're like, um, in a 3d sense, you're looking straight, you know? Um, and they, you know, and, and then we just kind of get them used to that new normal and introduce new stresses and, and stresses being exercises or back to life, you know, um, that can be as simple as, oh my gosh, I'm so glad my four-year-old dragged me around the zoo. Like, I don't feel pain from that. I'm like, great. You know, now you can maybe add another, you know, hour of activity with them. Like, that's so cool. Or it's, you know, I have, uh, like co collegiate and professional athletes that work with me and you know we're talking about a livelihood so you know we're talking about them really learning about their body and learning about their fatigue like I have a kid coming in later who has pain in the hip flexor when his foot lands on the ground just one <laughs> just the right side and so we're going to work specifically on that pattern and you know he's going to be able to play with or without me this weekend but Will he feel better? Will he recover better? Yeah. Like that's what we want. So it's such a fun job. <laughs> it sounds really fun. Um, I get dry needling done. How does that compare to dry needling? Um, dry needling is, um, it's, it's there, it's, it's a little arbitrary. So I'd say it doesn't compare because we're, we are always looking for data points. Mm -hmm. Whereas unless they're using ultrasound to guide the needles, then there's no, it, it is arbitrary. They're like, here's, here's a knot. And they just like knock on the door. Are you there? Mm -hmm. Are you there? And, like, and um, sometimes if you've ever felt bad after um, like chiropractic adjustments, massage or dry needling, it's because they're releasing toxins into your system. Mm -hmm. And we all know that that can be a real doozy for some people. And right. um, yeah, so it's the same thing with the dry needling. Um, those those um, knots can be like literally loads of toxins, mm -hmm. um, meaning like the muscle system block that off to protect it. I mean, right. you guys, does this sound familiar? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, that's why, why I like the way you described it, you know, that you're saying that you look at the whole picture because obviously you know, that's what we do also. And mm -hmm. so I like that it's, you know, not just one thing addressing the pain point, you're mm. looking at the body as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you know, dry needling, if it, you know, if it unlocks that physical potential and you can work on other things and work on the movement, then it's a great thing. Mm -hmm. Um, some people I, I, you know, unfortunately I know people that have been injured by dry needling and, um, one of my closest friends owns an acupuncture clinic. She will gladly pop off on that. Like she, you know, it's, it's very much like the ancient wisdom is not there. I'm like, yeah, it's, you know, it's different wisdom. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like yeah. for me personally, I like it in certain areas, yeah. like for the area that does affect me on my glute. If I do a lot of like hip release work with it. Mm -hmm. And then I get the dry needling done. It feels really good for a really long time and I don't notice it. Um, but my chiropractor does also do the myofascial release along mm -hmm. with it. So mm -hmm. I'm sure that that helps. Yeah, as well. no, it does need, it usually needs a secondary system to work mm -hmm. with it, which is, um, there's been new le legislation passed around the country that is going to just let people go into clinics and ask for dry needling. Um, which is, could be good or which could be just, you know, um, could, could cause other problems. A disaster. Yeah, I know. We've talked about yeah. how mine, you need a doctor's note in Delaware, yeah. in the state of Delaware, they just you need changed a doctor's that. note. <laughs> yeah. They just changed that in Virginia where you can, you can just go and ask. Um, oh, interesting. so yeah. So like a PT and I don't know if a PT before a PT needed to do it in Virginia, 
I think that might have changed too. They're they're kind of opening that whole thing up. Mm. So um yeah, I don't know how how it gets to that point, like how many people were lobbying for dry needling, but um <laughs> I feel like there's so you much know, better things we could lobby for you. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I I definitely wouldn't trust just anybody to do that to me. Like I, my chiropractor has been through a ton of training. So like I mm. fully trust her, but I would not, I would not just go to some random person and be like, Hey, yeah. you know me. Why yeah. Why yeah. not? Come mm-hmm. on. <laughs> I would go to Virginia and visit Jennifer first. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The, um, yeah, we can have a, a hot heel girl sesh. Um, yeah, that's my, my. I already said I want the to hot heel girl you retreat. We will have Jennifer there to yes. and oh. muscle activate everyone. <laughs> I'll, yeah, I'll bring my I'll bring my special electrical stim machine. Yeah, whatever tools, whatever tools you need to bring. <laughs> yeah, so we got. Yeah, I've got lots of tools. There's so much <laughs> stuff here. I, my clients like make so much fun of me. like they enjoy that I love the stuff. Mm -hmm. um we have hydrogen water sitting behind me Mm -hmm. and on fridays like we make sure everybody gets we call it fridro day (laughs) (laughs) and we make sure everybody gets hydrogen water and they're like it tastes like water i'm like yeah (laughs) exactly (laughs) good (laughs) good get Um, get wet yeah (laughs) (laughs) so i want to ask a little bit about the nervous system obviously we know as a whole right like we understand or most people who've been here because we talk about the nervous system plenty if not listen to one of our prior podcasts but talk to us about what it looks like if someone it's mostly nervous system related and not as much physical related yeah um so there's there's this wonderful movement in uh a, a branch of research called pain science which is has the potential to change healthcare in this country period so Pain science is just recognizing that the brain makes pain. So that's step one is that mm-hmm. we, we, when I start picking up on the cues that people are, are in a nervous system state of high sympathetic, mm-hmm. I, st- we, we have these little stories and analogies that are literally scripted <laughs> because we just say, look, like, you know, I use that ADT one a lot, actually. <laughs> I'm like, do you remember those alarm systems? I was like, that's your nervous system responding to everything. Um, there's another concept called the pain meeting. And so when you have pain, nine a- areas of your brain are activated. And it's the same nine areas of your brain that are activated when you think about your um, dead grandmother mm. or your email apnea, you know? or whatever your boss is doing. Like if it's a high stress, painful thing to your brain, all those nine areas are activated. So you got a lot of resources going to this and that sucks. Like you need resources for other things. Mm -hmm. So we start with like little stories like that. When I start to recognize what, what that looks like, um, we start with, we do measure HRV. So, um, that will tell us right away. Um, I asked them about sleep. That's an also big red, you know, multiple red flags usually. (laughs) Um, and you know how men think it's just totally normal to wake up three times a night to pee. And, you know, and it's just like seeing what their view is on their body. Mm. Like how many shots have you gotten this past three years? Like, I want to like, I like, what is your, what is your view? Like, how do you look at your body? And that, those are all things that give us clues and what it presents. Um, a lot of most shoulder pain in general is nervous system related, uh, especially if there was no traumatic injury. Cause a lot of people have that, um, neck pain, uh, very related to mouth breathing. Um, we work, you know, I, I work with airways and, and that kind of stuff. I work with a functional biological dentist. We have everything in Virginia. So I love that. <laughs> um, and, you know, so it, it, it is where their pain is, how often it comes, when it comes. So we try to help them create a new story. And so we're asking those, um, what are they called? like active listening? I'm like, okay, like, tell me when this happens. What is the timeline? 
if, if you're waking up with pain, you're probably not sleeping well. I don't care what position you're in. Like your body should be resting and doing other stuff like cleaning your body out. Well, you know, we know sleep is active, but mm -hmm. waking up with pain is a good sign that your nervous system is not, you know, in resonance with like living a calm, like helpful, calm, productive life. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, HRV is the main one. Um, breathing, we do a buteco test. It's like a minute, right? <laughs> You're like, you know, breathe in like, and, and how, how long does it take you to expel? And, you know, you just see their tolerance, their CO2 tolerance. And those two things are like the most, um, you know, uh, obvious. And then there's, um, different body metrics that also might be, um, you know, helpful. So if I see on their list that they're taking, um, proton inhibitors, you know, I go right to it. I'm like, well, look, have you heard of, you know, uh, stomach acid? Like, and you know, <laughs> what is your thoughts on that? You know? And so I, you know, I just assume everybody's, uh, unless they specifically come, it's more likely that they have a high state of sympathetic. Um, and then one of my questions on my intake is like, have you considered how stress affects your exercise? Mm. And if they say yes, like I have a good entry point to be like, okay, well, how, what do you, what does that mean to you? And, and some people might say like, I just don't recover that well after I have a few cocktails. Um, and I'm like, oh, okay. Well, they're thinking good, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, and yeah, I, I, yeah. So it's, it's definitely, I think the short answer, it's multi, we take a multifactorial approach and we yeah. also talk about, you know, the psychology of it. And I have a, I give them a pain science quiz and it's like six questions and I just see where their pain love pain intellectual is. And, mm -hmm. um, and I just think I'm just such a big warrior for pain science. I think it has the potential to eradicate the need, uh, the, overuse of opioids and it's just hundred percent huge yeah mm -hmm. so your brain makes pain <laughs> is the number one thing <laughs> absolutely it does pain's all perception right it's literally all in the brain like it's all perception as much as no one wants to hear that it's yeah how your body's perceiving a certain yeah. stimulus and so on tissue and so forth. yeah and tissue injury is real too mm -hmm. um of course but the body can heal. Um, and so if you have tissue pain after six months, um, that is un irrational. Um, you know, that that's a sign that there might be something more to it with your perception. Um, I think it's, I think it's okay to have a little bit of pain in your old, in your ankle after you start running again. That's, that's to be expected, but can your nervous system recover? That's, that's the question. And the answer is no, if you're, if you're in high sympathetic all the time. So that's one of the first things, the first phases of our treatment process is ed educating on that. And sometimes it takes a while. Um, and then also getting their body open to change. So it's probably the equivalent of opening the pathways. Um, mm -hmm. And it's really like, uh, can can your body, can your nervous system have flexibility between parasympathetic and sympathetic? And we just talk about HRV and, you know, that that's, yeah, huge component. How do you get them to track their HRV? I don't, I have tools to do it myself. Mm -hmm. So, and I also, the electrical stim device that I have is called a new X N E U X. And that has a, a setting that has, um, that basically puts the body in parasympathetic. Like they don't have a choice once I press that button. Well, I love that. Yeah, I was actually going to ask a little <laughs> bit about how you get people to write, like heal their nervous system, because that's a whole kit and caboodle, right? There it's a process mm -hmm. for some people. Yeah, yeah. I look at it as sometimes we can get the physical, um, body to, you know, start moving in that direction. And then that opens up their mind. Mm -hmm. Cause like I said, pain, it activates nine areas of the brain. So it takes a lot of resources 
And so some people don't have the capability to create a new story. Mentally, the bandwidth isn't there. Um, so, you know, we try to help with the physical component so that the mental bandwidth can open up. Mm -hmm. So we recognize that there's stages like that and it is back and forth. And sometimes it's woo woo. And sometimes it's very physical, like opening up the pathways. And sometimes it's, you know, more mechanical, like do the lunge better, um, do less of them, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like don't throw your weight around um, in the gym. Um, and, you know, so yeah, it has, you know, different stages to it. So I think but also like showing them that state of calm and what the nerve, what the muscles will feel like when they're not wrenching on you and they're not in that mode, then, um, you know, that just opens up their mind to possibility. And so when we start working with people, we have a, we give them a three week program and they come in twice a week and they usually experience change within that they feel different within that three weeks. So once they have the taste of it, if, if, if they decide that for some reason they are too lazy to keep that going. Um, okay, great. But if they also, if they take that moment to reflect and say, Oh, what can I change? Um, you know, we start with hydration and <laughs> you know, we start with some, basics. Mm -hmm. And then I get them over to someone. If, if they have questions, like we network with people to make sure that I have an intro to make to people and help them heal whatever part they need to. Um, a lot of times what's interesting though, because this muscle work is so effective that um, the muscle, so the muscle work is so effective. It takes away that muscle protective mechanism. So within a week, once we take that away and they start receiving the treatments, they start getting nerve symptoms. And I'm like, well, guess what? Your nervous system is an alarm system and it doesn't have resources. And I like, I like stock body bio, like electro Elite. <laughs> and by the way, I am a person who likes the taste. I will drink Elite with just water. Every Sorry. morning, actually. <laughs> I'm Sorry, you're not speaking our language. No. <laughs> we love you, Light, but it must be all this activation she's doing over here. It just yeah, yeah. powers her. Right whatever, whatever you're having, we need. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do the Elite first thing in the morning. I'm like, it's like, so good. Yeah. And but labor wise, um, not, but good for you. <laughs> Yeah. Nobody's taking me up on it. Um, no, we do. And I'll, I'll stock it. Cause like it's a starting point. Hydration is a huge mm -hmm. starting point for people. And, um, so, you know, once those nerve symptoms pop up, um, I start prescribing nerve flosses, which are an exercise that, that work with the interface of the nerve and they're great. They're kind of like stretches, but they're not. And then, um, then we start talking about what could impact nerve pain. And it's like, you know, everything. <laughs> so that, that gets the, my, 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 um, that's when I start sending them podcasts. I'm like, look, I talked to this person who does micronutrient testing. Why don't, this is a good thing. And if they invest 45 minutes to an hour listening to that conversation and then have a question, that's when the door really opens. You know, mm -hmm. that was the origin of my whole podcast, to be honest with you, because like I didn't have the time or the knowledge to change people, right? Or or encourage them to change. Mm -hmm. But I did know so many people that did, and I want that knowledge in their hands and I I and if they don't need me anymore, great. Like time to look at the gut. Like we have there's, you know, here's the network, here are the people. And that, I, that means the world to me when they really, you know, embrace that. But I also have seen the opposite where they, <laughs> you get like, um, I don't know, you like Dr. Google everything, mm. or I don't know what the equivalent of a decent search engine is, but like, <laughs> I, no, guess you're, I, I always say Dr. Google. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're on bit shoot looking at every, every theory. <laughs> and like, 
I need all the things. And, you know, so um, we definitely encourage the balance between those two. Yeah. I always say Instagram university for some people, right? Like that's, that's what uh, I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. Instagram university, man. And it's not Influencer exactly overload. Yeah. Influencer overload. Yes. My fiance has influencer overload, <laughs> but he might come around. My so, husband's always sending me these like health posts and stuff. And I'm like, okay, why don't you implement them though? They're literally what I'm telling you to do, but you're not oh, implementing them. Yes. Yes. I have. Yeah. My, yes. My fiance is worried about his belly fat, which is barely not there, but you know, I'm like, Oh, he's like, what do you think? I'm like, tape your mouth. <laughs> literally told my husband that two weeks ago. <laughs> no. I'm he like, does. okay, well, you're, you're not going to change then. <laughs> Yeah, he he does to. every once in a while, and I gotta tell you, it is the funniest shit. In the and when he tries to start talking to me with the tape on, I'm like, "This is amazing." <laughs> and he'll wake up and he'll be like, huh? <laughs> "I woke up with my mouth tape on my leg this morning, so it was the whole time." I was like, mm, "Okay, that's nice of me." <laughs> Better that than I guess in your hair. It's happened like, in my oh, hair yeah. before. <laughs> I've had it literally wrapped in my hair. I've had it on my eye mask. I've had it on my cheek. It just like goes everywhere sometimes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, Instagram overload. Yes. Yeah. He's he's definitely on that team. <laughs> it happens but... to the best of us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's my 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 recent scroll. I'm like obsessed with chat GPT. I'm like. Tell me everything, Instagram, <laughs> about ChatPT, <laughs> about the other machine. <laughs> I ended yeah. up on Jonas Brothers TikTok, so I, you know, the the rabbit hole goes on forever. Oh, yeah, they're easy how? to look at. I know. Yeah. I was like, how did I end up on Jonas Brothers TikTok? I don't know, but now I think they're hilarious. <laughs> um. Okay. So away from Jonas Brothers, we don't need to talk about them, but. I want to know your thoughts about CrossFit. Oh, yeah, it's a sport. <laughs> Treat it like a sport. Yeah. I'm not going to uh, lie, that reaction. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So many people ask me that. Um, yeah, it's a sport. You know, it's disorganized. Um, it is, yeah, if you want to guess how you're working out, and like if you just want to randomly work out shit, like go for it, I guess. But don't expect it to be logical or helpful. Um, I think it's interesting. I think I think one interesting about cross thing about CrossFit, it's like promoted well-muscled women. I think that's kind of interesting. Um, it's changed like the view on an athletic body. Mm-hmm. And I know from like working with a lot of teenagers that that is really good. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think um, seeing mainstream, I guess somewhat mainstream athletic bodies is really good for like our young population. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, but beyond that, yeah, I don't have much respect for it. <laughs> I think the other side of that for women too, though, is I see so many where they're just absolutely burnt out from doing yes. CrossFit because yes. it's so intense, especially from coming from <sighs> like a hormonal aspect of it. They just like, you're trying to keep up with the guys constantly and it's yeah. just go, go, go. And it's just, you know, like it's constant oh. stress on the body, which yeah, as you know, in turn affects the hormones. So yeah. Intense extra high intensity exercise. If you're going to do it on a regular basis, it's, it's good for maintenance of a body composition or maintenance of a fitness level. But when people try to use it to get there, mm. I don't know. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not with it. Um, you know, yeah. I think if CrossFit athletes just did it like seven months of the year, they'd be better. Off. <laughs> I don't disagree. <laughs> yeah. Like if you're going to, yeah. Like take a season off, like take a, mm-hmm. it's so incredibly intense and it's yeah. just there. I mean, when you buy into it, you're programmed to think it needs to be so intense all the time. And that's where I've taken like a class or two because my ex was super into CrossFit. Mm -hmm. And I was just, I was in the time where I was healing my gut issues. And I was like, this is not for me right now. Like I literally will shit my pants after class because I can't do high intensity exercise right now because it's driving my cortisol up and like 
it just wasn't it. And I was fully aware of what it was doing. And he was like, but you'd really like it. You're competitive. I'm like, that's the problem, right? The problem <laughs> is I'm competitive and I probably would enjoy it, but my body cannot handle it right now. Like mm-hmm. I was very aware of that, but a lot of people aren't. A lot of people yeah. are are there, are in the whole mindset of like, they love the community, right? That's great. We love a community. It gets a little mm. toxic when you think you have to push yourself all the time and compete with people all the time and that the high inten- higher intensity, the better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. hundred percent. I'll never forget this one girl. Um, and she's like, well, I do this. And she's showing me the exercises and the barbell overhead and this and that. And she's going through like when she has the pain, I was like, she, you know, and it's here and it's there. And I'm like, she was like, so, you know, I'm doing CrossFit like, five days a week and this and that I was like that's why your joints don't work and she just stopped and stared at me I was like oh there's no filter there on that one and like I wouldn't I never really tell people that like I don't yeah. I, I don't but I couldn't help it with this one I was like whoa this isn't uh yeah so I actually don't work with a lot of CrossFit people because they the nervous system is not gonna open up for me unless they stop yeah. And mm-hmm. so I kind of I do tell them that on the first like conversation yeah. um, and, you know, and or yeah. And even if they're in rehab, they don't usually come to someone like me because I'm not aligned to CrossFit. They're like way into that, you know, group thing kind of stuff. And, you know, um, and it's also funny because. Yeah, when people ask me, because I've I've got I've got quite a body yachty and like some people will ask me if I do CrossFit. And I'm like, no, I was a competitive competitive athlete. I don't need to compete in my exercise. Like I'm good. Like I enjoy my exercise. They're mm-hmm. like, huh? And I'm like, yeah, like you don't see many, like, you know, yeah. Like I work with like a lot of people that end up working with me are usually kind of like me. They were competitive and the sport beat them up. And they don't mm-hmm. want that again, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> or if they did, they tried CrossFit for like three months and, you know, it was fine. Um, but then they're like, nah, like the same for me. Like, mm-hmm. don't miss it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. what is your, your favorite form of exercise? Um, Just for like you personally, cause you said you, you enjoy working out. Yeah. I, I love, I love some, I love some machines. I love some weightlifting machines. I love, uh, I, I love being precise. Come on over. Um, and I love being precise. I, I love feeling a pump. So I'm closer to a bodybuilder than anything. <laughs> like I just like love like the muscle warming and the tension building. I think it's, I think it's amazing. So I just, I, I, I look, I, I go in my body sometimes when I'm strength training and that gives me great, great results. Um, I have old knee injuries. I have um, torn my ACLs multiple times. Mm. And, you know, that goes back to, <laughs> um, you know, my gut actually, to be honest, you know, if I, if I really, and I tell people my story about that, like I had a low tolerance for my body because of um, the glyphosate glyphosate that I was exposed to as a child. And, you know, it threw me off for years, um, multiple ways. And yeah. So anyway, and birth control, um, too young or Mm. at all. Mm. (laughs) And, um, so yeah, so I, I make sure that my exercise is aligned to what my body has available. And so that takes a self-knowledge that isn't just given to us. We have to work at it. And so, yeah. So self-knowledge for working out. Is that, is that my water? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and the self-knowledge to know what is available in the body and what your body is capable of. Um, so that, that I use all the time. I've just started my, my dog is 14 months old and He's, he's a handsome fella. And, um, <laughs> I think he could be an Abercrombie model. That's I'm, <laughs> I'm sure of it. I want pictures after this. Mm-hmm. And he, um, 
And so, uh, and he's a retriever. So um, we're doing some work together. So I've started running with him a little bit and it's just the best. And so that's not something I was doing before. I'm not like into running, but if it's, if it's with him, I'm it's, it, it's a different like connection. So mm-hmm. I get into that with him and um, what else do I do for exercise? I do a lot of sauna. <laughs> I, love I count that. that as exercise. <laughs> we love it that. It makes exercise in the body. So yeah. it really yeah. is. Yeah. And, and what else? Um, all right. Bye. Uh, I also do, I do some cold exposure. I count that as exercise. Um, what else do I do? Oh, Pilates. Of course. I love Pilates. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can't forget I, that. I think one of the things that you touched upon that I think is we also touch upon, but so foundational for people like you got to do what your body's asking for. And also what you like, like, right. Yeah. A lot of yes. people frame exercise too much to be like punishment to get yes. your body to a certain place, but there are literally hundreds of different types of exercises out there. Like do something you enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yes. I just, yeah. What are you willing to do? Exactly. And yeah. if that is like VR headset running around in your <laughs> screen room, I've been great. <laughs> Um, if it is something more complex and sophisticated, um, great, you know, um, yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. So as long as like, I think yoga is a good example. Like everybody thinks they should be doing yoga. Mm -hmm. Not everybody's built for that. Um, it's not just good, you know, it's not like good at just because it's yoga and every, and there's a yoga studio on every corner. Um, Yoga is good if you have the available range to go into positions or have the knowledge to stop yourself before Mm -hmm. going too far. Um, So as gentle as it may seem, people get hurt doing it all the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Same with running. It's such a go-to thing. They're like, oh, I'm just going to start running. Okay. Like, when was the last time you did that as a hobby? Because it's more, you know, it's a hobby if you're doing... um, I always tell people uh, when they have that, like, where do I start kind of thing? I'm like, well, a healthy human should be doing about 200 to 300 minutes a week, you know, and it, and less, less than 200, closer to 100, if it's high intensity, maybe in 75 minutes. So I frame it in minutes for people. I like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so the more intense that is, the less minutes it is. So we have a client that wants to, he's new. He just finished his three week thing and he wants to lose weight. Um, but he has no context for what is good for him or what he's, he's like, my dream is to run again. I want to run again. Okay. Well, you know, you can do, you know, 150 minutes of walking a week, you know, and then a small block of that, you can start to jog. And then, you know, you add 5%, like, and that's it. Um, if you're willing to lift weights, bang for buck, the smartest thing you can do. Mm-hmm. It's the safest. It's it's just, if you're willing to do it the right way, um, the controlled way. And if, if you are willing to do that, great. But um, some people just aren't willing to do it. And I'm not going to be the one to be like that. That has to be the thing. That is the thing. It's just there's too many binary thought processes in health and wellness. And one of my one of my favorite uh, stances to take is there's so many flavors to exercise. You know, you don't have one is not better than the other. And it's based on your preference. It's just Mm -hmm. not. Yeah. I love all of that. I know. <laughs> Me too. I um also like that, right? Like for someone who if they want to run, that's great. But so many people think they have to run, right? Mm-hmm. They think that that's like the key to getting your six pack. And I'm like, well, do you like it? Because I know so many people in my life, I used to love running. I I love a runner's high. Some people don't get runner's highs and they're just like, well, it's a means to an end. And I'm like, well, if you hate it, stop doing it. Like, mm-hmm. why, are, why are you going to spend 30 minutes running? when you're miserable for 30 whole minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, that's lame. Like, yeah, for me, it'll, it'll, I'll have to like coax myself into it at first and then I'll get there. And then I'll be like, this is great. This song rocks. Like I could run forever and it never lasts forever. I'm, I'd run for like two miles at a yeah. time. Let's be real. I was <laughs> never a runner runner, but like, 
it's, you don't have to put yourself in a box. Yes. Yes. And I think that other, the other thing that people get wrapped up in is like, this is what my body used to do kind of story. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the remake is never as bad, as bad, good as the original. That's it. You know, like, <laughs> I like that. Right. Like, like make a new story, create something new. Um, you know, I also, this is really crazy. So some of my clients, uh, my, one of my hobbies is astrology. I'm obsessed. <laughs> and, um, so some of my clients, I'm like, so what do you think I should do? I'm like, can I open your chart? <laughs> oh, I love that. And then we start talking about stuff that they love and that they like to do. And because it's in there, if you've ever had a reading and, um, and then they, and then we come up with something cause I get to see inside a little bit more personality wise and family wise, it's all kind of in there. And, and then it becomes something different. Like, it's not like, well, I used to be a dancer, so I'm going to do Zumba. Um, but didn't you hate your body when you were dancing? Like, didn't you look in the mirror and just like hate choreographers and your body? Like, that doesn't have to be it. And they're like, but that was when I was in my best shape. And maybe you haven't had your best shape yet. And, you know, it's just like a whole back and forth of that. And sometimes, um, yeah, I'll just stop what I'm doing treatment wise. And I'll be like, okay, let's talk. You know, that's a really good thing to zero in on because if you don't enjoy it, you're not going to do it. Um, and if you force yourself to do it, you're not going to get the results, um, or anything measurable that's in, I mean, there's arguments, there's always arguments to this one, but, um, Cause like bodybuilders like force down the food, right? Like they yeah. force down the calories, they get the muscle building. Um, so that's, and that's a different kind of goal, like forcing it. Um, it's the same with that CrossFit, like you're forcing it. So I don't know, you might get that three month, four month gain that, and, but I don't know, like hot healed girl, like, no, like you want longevity, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fuck that. I'm 40 years old and I want to look like this for another 15 years. <laughs> or longer, you know? Yeah. Why not? Why not go for longer? I don't know. Yeah. What's <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be hot healed forever. <laughs> yeah. Hot healed. Yeah. But no not like Mark here. Hyman. Like, <laughs> not quite that extreme. Yeah. He's like turned into a ghost. He's like, everybody live. And <laughs> And I'm like, I can't like, oh, yeah. So Dave Asprey, Dave Asprey has yeah. actually turned into a ghost too. Sorry yeah. not to throw out names. I'm sorry if you enjoy these people. <laughs> the last time I saw him, I was like, that's not Dave. That can't be Dave Asprey. That's what I said. I literally I saw him and I was like, no way. That's mm-hmm. a lie. Mm-hmm. But I was old as time. Yeah. Oh my God. I think there's, there's a point when you get to a little too much biohacking. Yeah. Yeah. MCT oil in your coffee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i yeah i definitely you don't see that too much where i live i'm in the dc area and people are just so addicted to stress and alcohol here that high (laughs) biohacking you know what i mean like it just like doesn't you don't see like yeah that's just not a thing around here um every if if it if it is, they've already moved out to Virginia and bought a farm and like, <laughs> yeah, they're like on their little pasture. Yeah, yeah. It just it's just such a high yeah, everybody's addicted to the gossip and the stress around here. It's kind of whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so many people are addicted to stress. Yeah. Let's be mm-hmm. real. Crossfitters are addicted to stress, right? Yes. They get that high and that's the stress. And I'm not hating on crossfitters. But that's just a seam right now. <laughs> I was. That's I. The, all the hit workouts, all the five a.m. workouts. Like, come on, Courtney. Like, you were addicted to stress. You were addicted to the the five to nine before your nine to five, and uh-huh. then another five to nine after, where all I did was try and build a business on the side. Like, relaxation didn't exist. Yeah, yeah. I've been a little guilty of that. Um, but. I thought, yeah, I heard someone say, yeah, I go to the gym to feel something. I like the pain. I heard somebody say, somebody said that right across the table from the other day. I was like, oh, tell me more about this crazy life you live. (laughs) She had some stories. Um, Mm. She had some really crazy stories. 
oh my god <laughs> you're like there's so many people on social media where, where they're like if you're not in pain you're not pushing yourself hard enough and I'm like that's not why I lift I do not live to feel pain let's be real I can feel pain in a lot of other ways and I just don't want to <laughs> life yeah. is painful enough let's be honest <laughs> And I think from my perspective too, I'm like, I've had too many stressors in my life, too many acute things, too many chronic things that went on. Like I'm okay with things not feeling super, super stressful and hard right now, like Mm -hmm. in my workouts, because Mm -hmm. I can control it. There was a point in time when I couldn't control it. You know, like I was in pain on the inside. I'm like, it's okay to not want that anymore, which I feel Mm -hmm. like no one says. I'm like, it's okay to not want that stressful, pushing your body to failure sort of thing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I've seen some people talk about just like recovering from, yeah, they have that like, you know, idea about recovering from burnout, but they Mm -hmm. don't talk about like, uh, like allow yourself, give that permission to say, Mm -hmm. oh, I want things to be easy and like really say it and mean it to yourself like that. Oh, yeah. Cause like, I've definitely had some, you know, spiritual moments with my gut healing, like, and literally some of my constipation was, you know, holding on to some old stuff, Mm -hmm. but I need, yeah, I needed that first, you know, (laughs) push through of, you know, getting things loose. And, Mm -hmm. you know, for me, um, yeah, no, like the whole cell cord thing, like totally changed my life. So (laughs) Yeah. So, and I needed that logic. I needed that science. I needed that elegant science that they have, you know, but you know, at the end of the day, I was like, am I allowing myself to move through this? You know? Um, And, you know, the answer was no, I was not, you know, I was, I was pushing myself. Um, I have a lot of drive. I have never worked for anyone. I've always been a business owner and, you know, I've just never I've been apologetic about my ambition. And then I was like, oh, that's the downside, you know, is like not, not allowing myself to process things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. physical, very real physical things. Yeah. That manifests in constipation all the time. I've had so many clients over the past couple of weeks and months that are like, oh, where, how did I get constipated again? I don't know where, like we're working on stuff. And I'm like, I'm just going to pose you with this question first before I start with hydration and movement, right? Hydration and movement. And are you eating enough food? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, are you holding on to something in your life? Mm -hmm. Emotionally, physically, like, is there something that you are white knuckling your way through that you don't want to let go of? And everyone's like, it's funny you say that. And I'm like, yeah, because this stuff doesn't just pop out, pop out of nowhere. Like it's Mm -hmm. coming from somewhere. The same thing happened to me. Everything that happens to my clients always manifests in my body, which I hate about me. I need to clearly cross some boundaries, but, um, uh, it happened to me literally three weeks ago. And I was like, God damn, I'm constipated. Like this was, I was on the opposite side of the spectrum. What is this? And I was just like white knuckling my way through things. Like, and I knew it. And someone's like, Oh, you could try this gut healing supplement. And I was like, this is 90% emotional and I'm fully aware of it. Like I just got to let go of something. But like most people don't even think about that. They're like, okay, I have to do another parasite cleanse. I'm still constipated, right? Is it SIBO? Is it candida? What is it? And I'm like, or you can Mm. let go of some stuff. (laughs) Yeah. That's the hardest thing to do though. It's easier to take a supplement. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sure you run into that all the time. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's the same thing for you, right? Like if you're helping people with their nervous system, it's the hardest thing for them to go home and do the homework and actually heal their nervous system, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's a lot easier to just show up and have you do some exercises and tell them mm-hmm. to do some exercises instead of addressing the mess in their head or addressing the mess in their life or addressing that they're addicted to cortisol and stress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. They always want to know what's the next thing I can do physically. Yep. And sometimes it's just, um, go to bed a little earlier, you know, it's like, <laughs> that's the next, next physical thing you can do, you know, turn, turn it down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No one wants yes. to hear that. They're like, what else? And you're like, <laughs> they're there. like, what can I take? What can I buy and take that will fix it? Yeah. Not, not yeah. what can I do? Mm. 
Yeah. What, uh, what radical self-responsibility can I take today? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to look myself in the mirror today and change my life. <laughs> everyone, uh, yeah. everyone wants the free things until the free things are just too much work. And mm. then they're like, I'll pay however much money I need to, to just not work on myself. Yeah, I have, uh, I, yeah, I, so we have, Okay. So we do advertising for our three week program once a month and we call Mm -hmm. it the hotline Mm -hmm. because people like call in after seeing the ad and, and it's just amazing because we're, we're purposefully, we're trained in sales now, which has been like a weird, crazy thing to do, but by the way, um, and we're trained to be like, okay, so you know, what else have you done? Like really trying to like dig into like how much money they've spent trying to solve their problems. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wow, they've done everything, but you know, like some of the most basic stuff, Mm -hmm. like this new, Mm -hmm. like M sculpt thing that's out there. My God. (laughs) It like tones the body with electrical impedance, which can be done, which is fine. Mm -hmm. It can be done. Science is there. But the amount of money that people spend on it, I'm like, man, like anything but that, anything but strength training, like, Uh, yeah, yeah. I have a place local to me that does that. And I looked at the prices and I'm like, yeah. And then I have people that turn me down, but they'll go do that. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. That's my point. $900 for a 20 minute session to do this, but they will not pay to work with me for a month. Yeah. People just don't want to look their own BS in the face. That's the truth. I've been talking to a lot of people about that. I'm like, no one's not no one. Sorry. A lot of people out there don't want to look their BS in the face and face it and change it and change their life. Right. Because there's the, what if, what happens if I change my life? What does it look like? How are things going to change? What about my relationships? And like, that's Mm. the cost of getting truly healthy, Mm -hmm. changing your life, but it's in a good way. Right. They just don't see it that way. Yeah. Speaking of, are you guys my new friends? Cause like, I don't have absolutely. any friends anymore. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, That's hello. why we created the podcast. <laughs> hello. Yeah. Cause I stopped drinking. Oh my God. That's totally thrown it out. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It changes everything. Yeah. I, I met a I... dog mom the other day and I was like, Oh, Oh my God. I have a friend. <laughs> You're like, we're going to bond over our dogs. We don't need a drink, just dog time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how people with kids make friends. They just bond over it's true. having children. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, not drinking changes things. And I've actually met some people who doesn't change things for. They're like, no, my friends just like, we they'll invite me to things when they're not drinking. And I'm like, wow, we had different people in our lives because these people didn't invite me unless they, unless they were drinking. So that's okay. Yeah. We're all different. Yeah. Uh, yeah. People stopped inviting me before the drinks though. I don't know. <laughs> Friendships are they're not your people. Yeah. They're not my people. Um, <laughs> yeah. There were other things, other opinions, <laughs> you know, whatever. Uh, You're like, anyways. I told them CrossFit sucked too many times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was it. <laughs> okay. Do you have any last notes you want everyone here to know? Is there any like one point you want to hit home? Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, I think like the main thing is that there's a lot of nuance and self-care and that goes for exercise as well. And like the, the injury care paradigm. So I think like the more that we embrace nuance, the better questions we ask, I think there's just, I mean, I I think I think all things can be right and nothing is correct at the same time. And I think that kind of mindset with self-care and healing is probably the most helpful besides. So I just tell people to stay away from the Internet gurus. Um, And if somebody just is so adamant about like one thing being the, the thing and it's possible for like, uh, you know, you stretch your psoas and all your problems go away. Like if that, like, that's the kind of stuff that I just, 
I encourage everybody to turn away from. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, but you know, cringe scrolls are fine, but doom scrolls are fine <laughs> for a, for a little bit, but that's all I think they're worth. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> nuance is the thing, <laughs> the name of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this episode was really good. I really enjoyed it because I felt like I felt like I was just listening to a podcast episode, honestly, but now we get to share it with everyone else. So cool. (laughs) That'll be really great. Um, Yeah. I'm about to come to Virginia and let you like muscle activate me. Yeah. You know, what's not that far from Virginia M. 95. 95 (laughs) all the way to Delaware. (laughs) The Delaware, the yeah no yeah for sure my vision honestly is like a facility that people can come and try this kind of stuff and just have a you know full experience and 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 like kind of experiment on their body with the tools that we use that's my vision um and also to um have gwyneth paltrow also be involved at some point (laughs) that would be amazing if she could right now she's yeah. in court case <laughs> no if she I could think she's me, done now <laughs> oh that would be amazing so would just be. putting it out there if you want to goof me go for well, it in, in case gwyneth paltrow ever listens to our <laughs> podcast here we go <laughs> yeah i'll take Elle mcpherson too she's got a cool platform these days she's doing some interesting stuff but yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyways yeah all right. Um, well, I know you're in Virginia, so yep. if anyone wants to, you know, go visit you and have this done in person, you yep. are, you have a physical location there, correct? Yes. Alexandria, Virginia, uh, impactyourfitness.net and Jennifer Simone Schwartz.com and thinkfitbefitpodcast.com. And yeah, we're just about to kick off uh, a new show and a new season. Oh. So yeah, so the new show is a solo cast with me. So it's going to be um, me either telling you about my own experiences or some of the cool stuff that I like, like tendons and circadian rhythm. <laughs> they are circadian rhythm uh, organs. So when people have tendonitis, like you need to sleep better period. Like I love telling people that they're like, what? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So anyways, don't ice it. Actually go to sleep. (laughs) Um, Sleep fixes everything. Yeah. So that's kind of, you know, that's what I'm up to. That's where you can find me. Instagram, Jennifer underscore Simone underscore Schwartz. And I am there all the time with my dog or working out or getting in a sauna. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Awesome. And we'll leave all that in the show notes also. Sweet. So thank you so much, Jennifer. This yeah. was so much fun. And hopefully I can't wait we to share will, it. Yes. Not we will keep keep the connections going. Yes. I'd love to have you all on my podcast. That would be awesome. Yeah. We're down. Love that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll catch you guys in the next episode.